And I'm Jill Chun. Welcome to the It's Going to Be Good podcast, where we talk about building your accounting firm so you can focus on doing meaningful work with exceptional people. So this is our first episode. And uh, I think as customary in a first episode, we're going to talk a little bit about who we are and how we got to where we would be starting a podcast. And then kind of what our vision for the kinds of things that we want to share on a podcast are. So, uh, Jill, you want to tee us up? Yeah. So, Anna, let's uh, do let's start with a little bit of background, because there are so many different kinds of bookkeepers in the world and so many different kinds of people who profess to be bookkeepers. But the the range of what that means looks really different depending on kind of where you work or, or what you're hoping to build. So tell me a little bit about your journey from technician to firm owner at a crew. Absolutely. So I started in about 2008 uh, at a time where the idea of working from home was like, oh, so you don't have a job then. Okay, got it. Cool, cool. Uh, Or the options for that were things like being a Mary Kay lady or maybe stuffing envelopes. So it was a very different world back in the aughts. And uh, I was really looking for something I could do from home, something I could be home with my kids, but but do work that felt meaningful and it felt like I was doing something valuable. And I stumbled across a, a course to learn how to do bookkeeping by hand uh, and start your own bookkeeping company. And so while doing bookkeeping by hand is great knowledge for how accounting functions, it wasn't actually that helpful for how to start your own bookkeeping firm because we don't actually do it that way. So I went and worked for a CPA firm for a little bit, kind of got my feet under me and in getting some experience there. And that is where I met a business consultant who took pity on me, uh, gave me some good books to read, like the E-Myth <laughs> and some other things, and, uh, and then introduced me to my very first client. And I just felt like I was cheating at life, that someone would give me money and trust me to handle their business finances while you know, my two-year-old and my baby were napping. Uh, it was it was pretty great. And from there, you know, fast forward to my youngest starting first grade, you know, very unintentionally, a few people here and there would know someone who knew someone who needed some help with their books. And so I got, you know, a handful of clients and like a lot of you, probably that one really big client and then a couple other smaller clients. And that one really big client said they didn't need me anymore. And I was like, oh, no. uh, do I need to go get a job? You know, was this all a horrible mistake? Like all of my family was like, oh, maybe that'll work out. Like I didn't want them to be right. So what I did uh, to try to make them not right was to join a networking <laughs> group. So that was when I joined a, a group called uh, Business Networking International BNI, as it's called. And um, that was really a critical point to go from, I don't even want to call it a business because that seems too presumptuous, to, um, okay, I guess, like, I am businessing now. Uh, I had um, Anna Ready Bookkeeping was the company name because I am very creative. And we had, like, chalkboard business cards with flowers on them. They were adorable. Uh, I think my tagline back then was, I could totally help with that. So, you know, just really, really solid business acumen that I was leaning in with. But really was there that I networked with some other professionals who were like, oh, yeah, you should have an engagement letter. Yeah, that'd be a good thing to have. Or or lawyers that I could ask questions to, uh, which was super nice. And And that really was that next kind of pivotal moment to go from just me 
to starting to bring on team members, you know, getting to a point where I couldn't do all the work anymore. And so I started um, bringing in some some employees. And uh, at the time, they were contractors. I think I introduced them as like, hey, this is so-and-so. They're helping me. Um, so it was, again, very sophisticated at that time. <laughs> and uh, and it really was a few years after that, somewhere around 2017, that I realized when people asked me what I did, I would say, I'm a bookkeeper. And then at some point in that time frame, I realized I don't actually want to be a bookkeeper. I want to own a bookkeeping firm. And so I need to stop introducing myself as a bookkeeper. I need to start imagining what kind of mindset shifts I need to make, like how I would think about things if I want to stop being a technician and go into that space of actually owning a firm. So that was a lot of learning there. We brought on some more team members. We brought on some people in operations um, because that's something I think, you know, we all kind of start with, let's just bring in some people to do the work, you know, which is great. But then at some point you need more than just that. And I was realizing I really needed some more help. And it really was about that uh, late 2019, kind of getting into early 2020, that I felt like I am at a point where I cannot continue to grow unless I get some more help. And I don't know what that means, but I know that I need some help. And in 2019, I started working with a business coach and, and getting some good advice around you know, setting up systems and process and, you know, some good ideas. But I knew that I'm not a good execution person. Like, I'm a good idea person. I can ideate all day long. So fun. Can't stop. Won't stop. But <laughs> I knew that if we were ever going to do something with those ideas, I needed someone who could come in and, first of all, discern whether they even were good ideas in the first place. And then second of all, really help in that execution piece. And so I think that's probably a good tee up uh, for you, Jill, and kind of where we started talking and then uh, how we got to where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so interesting to look back at the trajectory of our working relationship because we started working together in February of 2020, which is such a specific time in human history to start working together just before the entire world shuts down. But, you know, Accrue was always a remote firm, which made it really easy for us to transition and made it possible for me to kind of integrate with the team really well because that was already how the team was functioning. So I think your vision long ago of what you wanted for yourself uh, is such a good vision for what most people who want to spend time with their family and want to have freedom and flexibility to do things that they love with people that they love. Um it's the kind of stuff that they want from where they work, too. So it's it's a great vision. But when we started working together, you know, it was a time where we were at that inflection point. There was so I mean, like you said, you are an ideas person. You are so good at the ideas. And there were so many, but also our team was made up of people who had constraints on their time. Either they were too focused on technical work to be able to help on building the company or they just didn't have the time or they didn't have the capacity or didn't, you know, have the interest or the ideas or the ability to kind of translate ideas into execution. And so when we talked, um, we had already worked together a little bit because I, I had worked for a company that was a client of yours. And so we knew a little bit about each other. And when we started working together, it was such an 
interesting way for us to do it. You had gotten some really fantastic advice to meet with me for a day, map out what the role would look like. And if at the end of that day, we decided together that that was a role for me, that I was the right person for that, that we would move forward with it. And if we decided that that wasn't the case, then we would, you know, have a great job description at the end of it, which I think was such good advice for you to get and and take um, and implement. But it allowed us to test out what collaborating with each other looked like and felt like. And it allowed us to work together, but on a very small scale that made it feel really functional. And that day was such a good example of you having all the ideas and me being able to hear the idea, get on board with the idea and translate that into a system or a process or a roadmap or something that could function in execution was kind of that magic sauce. So, um, you know, we've we've learned so much since then. That first day translated into a weekend retreat where we did a lot of planning together. And then that translated into just working together for the last three years. And I think, you know, we've learned so much in the last three years. Uh, some of that was on purpose. Some of it was learning that we did intentionally. And some of it has just been through mistakes, which is actually one of my favorite ways to learn because it, one, keeps me humble, which is great. And two, it's also one of the most helpful ways of making that learning really stick in your mind is if you're experiencing some pain from it too. Yes. It'll stick a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the the idea around all of this is we really want to share the ideas that we have and, and the mistakes we've made and the things we've done really well or some of the thoughts that we've, you know, refined over time. And we end up spending so much time with other firm owners and other bookkeepers and accountants in the in the industry who want to do things differently, but don't know that there are other options. And so it's so fun to work with you and with a company that is so geared toward doing things better and that doesn't feel locked into, well, this is how we've always done it. It's such a unique thing and it feels really freeing to be part of something like that. So it's it's really fun. I will say that is a double-edged sword because when you're extremely agile, you can want to change everything all the time, all at once. And so a lot of what we'll talk about as well is how to actually bring your team on board with you, how we make decisions, like not just, you know, like the real how you actually decide something when you start to get into a space where you're not the only decision maker anymore. And I think that um, with Jill coming on board, that really was the point at which we could do some of the things that I imagined. And also the point at which we didn't do some of the things that I imagined because they either were not good ideas because not all of my ideas are good ideas or they weren't now ideas. And, we, and they're still on the roadmap. There's still things that we envision doing. But I think if you're an ideas person is very easy to overwhelm other people with all of your ideas. And so having some good kind of redirects for that. And then also, if you're not an ideas person, it's really helpful to get those kinds of ideas and then imagine how you might actually execute them. So I think having both sides of the coin, having, you know, that more visionary perspective where, you know, we want to cast a, a vision for the future and what we could be if we're all aiming in that same direction and working together. And then having a logistics person be like, okay, but how though? And now, and if we do that, then this, you know, and so <laughs> having all of that discernment and really seeing the value in that discernment, um, seeing the value in having someone 
challenge your ideas and, you know, having that space where we can talk and collaborate. And I think the trust that's needed to be able to do that, that's not something that happened on day one, although we did speed run it by having a weekend retreat like right out of the gate. So I (laughs) highly recommend if you can hire someone and then go travel with them. It definitely does help. And, you know, and uh, having some shared interesting experiences together. But Jill, I'm curious. uh, Well, I'm not curious, but other people might be curious why we chose this particular name for the podcast. So you want to share a little bit about how we landed at that? Yeah, it's such an interesting, a crew is such an interesting place to work. And almost all of that is because of you and your ability to lead people well toward just truth and and just like reality like reality is our friend what are we going to do about it is such a great approach but uh we toyed around with some ideas around you know progress over perfection because we are always looking to you know make adjustments to the way that we were working and it's not about being perfect it's about making progress every day and being able to look back and and see what you've done and mark the achievements that you've made and also set new goals. But <laughs> that is very serious and we are not that serious. Um, <laughs> oh. And so what we what we ended up landing on, um, it's going to be good, is actually technically a part of a quote from a show called Arrested Development, um, which was on in the early 2000s. And we will try not to make too many inside jokes, I promise. But uh, this is a an answer to a question about a job search, and and the response from this character is, "It's good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good." And <laughs> it's such a funny moment in the show because uh, it's it's really a good indicator of someone who is just kind of hopeful, wishful thinking. It, which we are not doing, but it is going to be good, and it doesn't have to be perfect right now. It's it's going to be good, and we're going to keep making it better every day. And so it's a little bit of a nod to a funny joke, and also true. Which is helpful. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Anna? No, I will definitely try not to make too many inside references, but it's it's really tough. I, I do think if you can find some shared like TV shows you will, will both watch or or just other like it's been so fun to connect with people on our team that have some shared thing that you can, you know, be like, oh, there's always money in the banana stand. Uh, and you know, and it just creates that kind of that shared experience that then you can make those kinds of references. We will try not to do that too much because not everyone has seen it. If you haven't, highly recommend. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I really loved that that perspective of like it's going to be good is the kind of optimism that I really engage in. Like I'm not saying it's perfect, and I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I say a lot in my personal life that I am aiming at like world's okayest mom. Like that's what I'm aiming at. I'm not even claiming I'm hitting that, but that's like the target. And so I really loved the idea of something that is, you know, it is hopeful, it is aspirational, but it's still not claiming perfection. We are just humans trying to make something that's good and it's going to be. So I think uh, in, in that Jill, I'm actually curious from you why you said yes to my idea of starting a podcast about this. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, and not in our list, so you, I haven't thought about it before now. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't discern and say no. So here we are. So, here, you know, what we are. What made you say, okay, this is this is an idea we're gonna do. 
Yeah, that's actually a particularly good question of me because starting a podcast is my close to one of my worst nightmares. <laughs> this is this is a bit of a strange decision for us, but if I'm being honest and and trying not to, you know, be too complimentary because, you know, everyone knows we like each other because we work together and we act like it most of the time, but the reality is when we discuss ideas, the best idea wins. And I've never worked at a place where that was the case. Ego doesn't play into it. You know, there's no sense that there is one right answer. Everyone gets to weigh in that's in the room. And we come to a conclusion that we're all in alignment on. And so when we collaborate, when you and I collaborate individually or with other people on our team, it's so fun to see the idea transform into something real. And so, you know, we've been talking about starting a podcast for a long time. And it's a great idea because we have great conversations. I just am under no illusions that everyone in the world wants to listen to me talk about these ideas. So I said yes because you were on it. (laughs) Same. Stupid. See, I told you we liked each other. (laughs) So lame. No one wants to hear that. Um, Yeah, I well, I'm glad that you said yes. Uh, because I I agree. I think some of the conversations we have and and I think not just internally. I mean, it's easy to kind of get in that echo chamber of like our conversations with each other are great. Aren't we so great? Um, but every time we go to a conference, every time we hop on a Zoom call, we talk to other firm owners and they're like, OK, what are you guys doing? And then we talk about it and they're like, oh, oh, my gosh. Like and, and not like everyone's just so impressed with us. But, you know, but there's that feedback of like, tell me more because you guys are doing something that either we could be doing or we'd like to be doing or something that's similar to what we're doing. And it's nice to just not know we're the only ones. It's also nice to not know we're the only ones that we're not the only ones struggling with these same kinds of challenges. I think sometimes that's the most relieving thing. It's like, OK, it's not just me. No, this is just hiring. This is just a challenge for everybody. So, you know, I think that in in all those kinds of conversations, we've realized that our bend is always going to be positive and it's always going to be solution oriented. It's going to be, you know, treating people well, doing, you know, as much of the right thing as we can figure out and really trying to continue to aim for better. And so I think our goal and our hope is that in the conversations we have and the things we've learned and the things that we share, that we're having a positive impact on on the industry. That if you are looking to spend the next 30 years doing work that you hate with people you don't like and clients you resent and then getting out of it, having to do an earnout, this probably isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> but if you are, in fact, hoping that you could get some ideas that you could get some insight or just feel like you're not the only one in the trenches they're kind of struggling with the same things but but also figuring out how to navigate those things i think that my hope is that what our conversations the things that we've learned will actually be helpful and it was a shameless excuse to get to talk to jill more and have uh, the company <laughs> say thumbs up to that so um I will say our firm is a remote firm. So Accrue is, we we are 100% remote. We are 100% QBO for anyone that cares about that. Uh, we do accounting and advisory. We don't do tax. So if you do tax, like there's still a lot of things that will apply. We just won't talk about tax that much because we don't do it. 
you know, but we have, like Jill said, we've always been remote. That was always my vision of being able to have a flexible schedule to work when it worked for me, still do work well, um, but then also have that flex to be with uh, with my family and, and do things I wanted to do. And so when I hear team members say that that's like such a high value to them, that they get to, you know, show up to things for their kids or they get to volunteer in their community or they just have the flex they need to make their life work. Like it's so fun to get to be a part of that and also to have really exceptional people that are bringing value to the table. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of why we decided to start a podcast. So um, this is, you know, episode one. Jill, you want to tell us what we're going to talk about next time? I would love nothing more. Next <laughs> Our next episode, we'll be going deeper into how we started uh, working together and how we work together now. Um, if you want to build a firm, it is really genuinely possible. I've seen it a lot of times. You just can't do it alone. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into how we work together and how we lead a company together, even though we are starkly different. <laughs> yes. If you couldn't tell uh, that we are, we may look very similar, but we are very different in in personality and perspective, which I think is so, so helpful. So I will say building a firm, it is not a solo mission. So next time we're going to talk about some of the ways our firm really transformed when I brought in not just more employees, but some leadership. I think that was a really critical shift that we made. So Thank you for joining us on our first episode and we hope that you will turn in next time because it's going to be good.